Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 193. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and tactful co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do, and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on Some Dangerous Habits of Horse Handlers and Riders, Part 2. Our topics for this week are dangerous habits while tacking up and mounting. Horses at a public riding stable have been chosen for their tolerance for riders' poor horsemanship. Riding the average horse relatively safely that's not part of a public riding stable requires a rider to have proper preparation and training. A rider should be able to catch the horse he plans to ride and know how to tack it up correctly. Bad habit number one. Using poor quality tack or not maintaining your tack in good repair. When you ride horses, your life can depend on the quality and condition of your tack. When you buy tack, you should buy the best quality you can afford. And when assessing quality, silver bling has nothing to safety. In addition, some tack with a lot of bling may have the poorest quality leather and stitching. Leather is most likely to crack, tear, or break if it's dirty or dried out. The surface of all leather tack should be cleaned as needed depending on riding or storage conditions. Replenishing the oil and leather should be done at least once a year and more often in dry storage conditions. Tack should never be stored in direct sunlight and never in plastic bags or containers. Brief exposure to water from rain or crossing rivers or streams will not damage well-conditioned leather, but it should be wiped dry as soon as possible. Leather is most likely to break at points with a lot of movement and where leather has to make a sharp bend, such as at billets in the saddle skirt or rain attachments to the bit. All points of bending of leather straps should be checked frequently depending on the age and care of the tack. Also, all metal connectors, particularly involving the bridle, should be checked for cracks frequently. Bad habit number two, not cleaning the horse's hair coat and hooves prior to tacking up. A horse's hair coat should be brushed clean before tacking up. Dirt or dust under the saddle blanket or cinches can cause saddle sores. The hoof should be picked out to examine the health of the foot and, if shod, the condition of the shoes. Packed mud or ice in the hoof can impair a horse's ability to maintain his footing. 
Bad habit number three, tying a young or unfamiliar horse to a hitch when saddling. Horses should be taught to stand still when being saddled. Young or unfamiliar horses may pull back if tied when being saddled. It's safer for a horse and rider to drape the lead rope over the forearm while saddling. Well-trained horses can be ground-tied and saddled. Ground-tying is not really being tied. The lead rope is simply dropped and the horse stands still. Not tying the horse and expecting it to stand still aids in having the horse learn to stand still while being mounted. Bad habit number four, using a too small, too thin, or too thick saddle blanket. A saddle blanket should extend two to three inches in front of the swells, two to three inches past the back of the saddle, and two to three inches or more below the skirt on each side. A too thin saddle blanket may not provide enough cushion and a blanket with a saddle pad may provide too much padding over the withers and could increase the risk of slippage of the saddle to the side. Most useful saddle blankets are about 7 eighths of an inch thick. Bed habit number five, not attaching the front cinch first when saddling or releasing it last when unsaddling. The first attachment should be the front cinch, and the last detachment should be the front cinch to prevent the saddle from sliding off or under the horse until you're ready to remove the saddle. Back cinches, breast collars, tie-downs, and croupers should be attached later and detached before the front cinch. Bad habit number six, tightening the cinch too fast and not checking the tightness at least three times. Horses instinctively inhale when a cinch is being tightened. It's wrong to assume you can appropriately tighten a cinch with one try. If done too fast or too tightly, the horse becomes cinchy. That is, they show discomfort when being cinched up. The cinch should be tightened slowly and slightly snug with an intention to tighten it more after a break. Before mounting, the cinch should be tightened to a point that still allows three fingers to easily be slid between the cinch and the horse. After the horse moves around, especially in hot weather, the cinch should be checked again. Tightening or checking the tightness of the cinch should be done a minimum of three times. More may be appropriate for some horses and in some environments. Bad habit number seven, roughly applying a bridle. Horses with healthy ears do not become head shy if properly handled in the past. Bridles should be applied after the horse is saddled. They should not be tied, but a lead rope should be placed around their neck or the halter fastened around its neck to be able to control and position the horse to receive the bridle. 
When the bit is presented to the horse, it should be allowed time to take the bit without banging it on its teeth. The horse's ears should always be handled gently, including when pulling the crown piece of the bridle over its ears. It's a good practice to go over the far ear first and then the near ear, and to also cup the hand over the ear and gently push it forward and then pull the crown piece over your hand, then directly over the ear. Bad habit number eight, using a tie-down improperly. Tie-downs are used by ropers and barrel racers to prevent a horse from flipping his head up during speed events in an arena. They should not be used outside an arena. A loose horse that has a tie-down on may try to cross water and could drown. A drooping tie-down can be stepped on and trap the head down if the horse lowers its head as if to graze. This can cause a horse to panic. Tie-downs need to be adjusted to the size of the horse and run through a keeper ring on the breast collar to prevent the tie-down from drooping. Bad habit number nine, pulling yourself into the saddle by the horn and the cantle. When you mount a horse, it should be primarily by the impulsion of your right leg. Hopping a couple of times in rhythm can improve your final hop to mount and prevent pulling on the saddle sideways. Your right hand should be on the horn or cantle for balance, not to pull yourself up. Your left hand should grasp the mane and reins for balance and control. If you mount properly, you should be able to mount without the cinch even being fastened. Pulling the saddle sideways when mounting is uncomfortable for the horse and could result in the saddle sliding to the side or even under the horse. If you cannot properly mount from the ground, a mounting block should be used. Bad habit number 10, allowing the horse to move while being mounted. It's dangerous for a horse to move while you mount. Mounting improperly is a major reason that horses will try to move during mounting. So before working on the horse's problem of moving, you need to learn how to mount without causing discomfort to the horse. After you mount, you should sit for at least 10 seconds and expect the horse to wait for your cue to move. If you have comments or are interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Riders should know how to catch and effectively handle their horse while on the ground. Selecting quality tack and properly maintaining it is important for horseback riding safety. A rider should not pull on the saddle with both hands when mounting. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my recent books, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, 
concise textbook of small animal handling and concise textbook of large animal handling, all published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about collars for dogs. Hey, Abby, why don't you wear a collar? Oh, yeah, that's right. You are always by my side, and I do know who you are. Even if you disguise yourself as Todd the Cat. <laughs>